Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Welcome everyone to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman, along with Robbie Harmsley. He is the man with the facts and the stats in stacks. No, neither am I. I'll try. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have a few. <laughs> we'll see how they go. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to review uh, the first series, Heat D. So we're going right back to the nineties. Yep, this is a 1998 episode. Heat D, famously known, that's what famously known, known as the Featherweight episode, because all robots in this episode are going to be 12 kilograms or under. What do you think of that idea? It's weird to do that, to try and put all of the same weight class into one episode all of a sudden in the first series, and also not to make too much of a bigger deal about it during the episode. I mean, they referenced how everything was featherweight but they weren't like this is the featherweight episode it doesn't make much sense really does it i think the reason it happened is remember there's three planted robots in this series so they (sighs) couldn't make up numbers anyway so they just had to go with is this one of those episodes it might be ah it might be it Mm. might have a plant in it you have to figure that out damn it's up to you all right all right. So, yeah, we're back in the 90s. So we've got Jeremy Clarkson, old JC himself, and he is banging on something, something the battleship, Navy. something, something, something Navy politics, something warfare, something, something F-40 fighters. With the metal, Jeremy Clarkson. In a desperate bid to bring peace once again to this sceptered isle, the USS Nimitz today arrived off the coast with her full complement of F-14 fighters. Now, ordinarily, the might of the US Navy's flagship would be no match for the robots on Robot Wars, but tonight, things are a little different. Tonight, it's a lightweight special where all the robots weigh less than 12 kilograms. They're small, but don't worry, they're still vicious. So let's go and meet the only machines in the world that are brave enough to spill Prince Nassim's pint. Applause. Yeah, it's weird to return to that after enjoying the new series, isn't it? Yeah, you can see how it's aged a lot more. And yeah. just, I mean, people have said they think, you know, people have different mixed opinions of the new presenters. Some people love them, some people say they, they lack passion. No, this is lacking passion. Jeremy Clarkson here does not really care. I, it, it really comes across as a job as opposed to having fun with it. You find it really weird, this episode. Is he unnecessarily kind all the time? Like, before this episode was shot, the producers went up to him and said, look, you're being a bit of an ass. Can you be a bit nicer, please? Yeah, well, there is, there's one moment in this episode where he is ruthless, and we will get to it. But other than that, I can see what you mean. Pretty much it's 50-50 normal jeremy clarkson sense of humor though oh generally speaking yeah once when he's not talking to competitors yeah yeah shall we talk about the bots let's go straight into it as per usual okay from romford victor of armageddon dispose that bomb from milton Keynes, crazy Tokyo. why pirate from the university of reading cunning plan feel the force yeah from billericke saturn 
Please kill me. From Chefham School, Bugs. Slow and steady. From London, the Demolisher. Arena's that way, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Demolisher. Um, we might as well then now go backwards. Uh, the Demolisher was a 40 mile per hour bot. This is the Demolisher. It's made from a Tyco engine and it's built for speed. It spikes here, made for when zooming around to ram into the enemy and puncture its armor. Yeah, uh, how, how much did it weigh? Like three kilograms? 40 miles per hour. 40 miles per hour at that. <laughs> it's more like it's more like a bullet than a robot. <laughs> this bot can overtake high street traffic. That's weird. That's in crazy. They, well, crazy works sometimes, but that is such a strange choice. Basically a remote control car and they've put metal over the top of it. I know I've kind of said that regarding these old robots before, but this one literally is that it's based on a remote control car and i'm pretty sure they just took a remote control car made a metal shell and then just modified the remote control car to fit inside the shell the end of course being the featherweight division they've had to sacrifice a lot of weapons padding and a lot of stuff really haven't they? function i mean really the only moving parts in these robots are the wheels to yeah, be honest yeah. there's not much else going on you can't have a functioning axe at... Well, you can have a functioning axe at this weight, but mm. back then, with, I imagine, the specifications they were working on, yeah. people not really having much knowledge when it came to robot combat. Or access to high-quality equipment. Yeah. 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 They did a 10-year-old on the team. There's a 10-year-old on the team, the youngest in this series. We'll, we'll see how that goes later. That's crazy, because I, when I was 10 years old, I could not picture myself being able to stand in front of a audience of screaming fans and pilot a bot. Is it an audience of screaming fans, though? Like, the, even the audience didn't really know what Robot Wars was. That's you know, true. This, this is, is really new, the, yeah. yeah. the UK, with the exception of, you know, the live events that happened and the small community around it. This is its first big introduction. That's true. That's true. All right, let's go on to Bugs. This is a Bugs, and this is our design, loosely based on a ladybird. Nice and light, nice and agile, nice and fast. Bugs. Um, so we went from 40 miles per hour to 4 miles per hour. That's almost impressive how it can be that slow at this size. Just do what Demolisher did and at this size, go with the general Rob's idea. doing the hand gestures you do when you are trying to, like, whip something up, <laughs> like cotton candy. From a machine or something? Cotton candy. <laughs> candy yeah. floss. That's what I was going with. Yeah. Cotton. That is the most Americanized thing I've ever said. <laughs> oh dear, oh, oh dear, oh dear. Um, okay, so, but, yeah. so it's a four mile per hour rammer. <laughs> rammer? It's, it's, they put it together for a bit, bit of fun. There's no, there's no way they thought they'd win with it, surely. No, Unless no. they thought the idea of this whole show was not what it was. They were completely out of their depth without realising it. Do you know what the armour is on this? What? It is actually an old vacuum cleaner. I turned oh, upside down. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Pierce kind of called that one, didn't he? Yeah, because he, he saw it look like it. Because I noticed it did have that, that sort of snorkel coming out of the top of it as yeah. well. So it could breathe underwater, I imagine, but not much more. You're implying that the bot needs to breathe. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a bug. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the bugs yeah. breathe? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I feel like they do through their skin. <laughs> <laughs> you say I'm crazy. You look it up. 
I'm 100% certain now that I've said it. Wow. This is a tangent. Satan. This is our robot Satan based on a ball. We've got a number of different features. We've got wagging tail at the back, sound effects. We've got smoke machines in the nose and a laser for the eye. That's a weird bot. It's really strange, isn't it? It looks really unwell, but like <laughs> the, properly the like out there design. I think it purposely looks unwell. So the features of Saturn. Christ, what do I even say about it? It's a based on a bull, like a one-eyed pig or bull. Yeah, I think they they oh, say but it moves. Bull. It moves it as moves. they drive it. Yeah, yeah. It moves. It has a nose that smoke can come out of. Yeah, it's the sort of thing you'd enter into um whatever the robot equivalent of like those dog shows where they just where they look nice you know like a beauty patient but for ugly robots this would be up there so you're saying that we should start an ugly robot pageant yeah mm. throwing that idea out there so, yeah let's go with it we can chuck that into the shark tank <laughs> see if uh sharky approves i don't think he will no i don't think no. i do <laughs> no My i feel idea. bad at that idea <laughs> that would be exploitive of the bots to be honest okay Cunning Plan. This is Cunning Plan. It's a basic wedge design. It's got an aluminium and steel body shell for overturning and ramming other robots. Cunning Plan. Um, decent little robot. 11.4 kilograms, so one of the heavier ones of this uh, category, this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, built by Oliver Steeples. Bit of a character. He is a bit of a character, isn't he? He's um, kind of got the whole... I want to say it's just excited nerd thing going on. But he also doesn't care what anyone thinks. He doesn't, but I feel like more in a good way than in a bad way. Yeah, exactly. He was more like the the rogue renegade maverick as opposed to being a bit of an Are ass. you just saying this because it looks like you when you were younger? Kind of looks like me when I was younger. I, I'm, yeah, like, I, I get... a little bit. <laughs> when you got to the word maverick, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, he, he comes across a bit awkward at times but it's not too bad no i think it's cool i think it's cool the way he talks and he has bowled in their one-man show those one-man teams that is a tough gig yeah he yeah. put together a decent little robot as well it's just a wedge shape that's a pretty clever way to go if you're at this weight but you're competing against robots that are much heavier Absolutely. it's the only chance you can have that's right to be honest is to hope to scoop under them and get a flip exactly so, yeah and um oliver steeples do you know what he went on to do um anything to do with robot wars no his other no. passion what's that come on you know it what's he introduced as a massive fan of star wars yeah he's not he doesn't have an occupation according to jonathan pierce he's a star wars fan but he went on to be a star wars fan no he went on to build r2d2 for the force awakens Shut up. Oh, yes. Shut the back door. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And I'm calling you out, Oliver Steeples. Enter R2-D2 into the next season of Robot Wars. (laughs) It's time. (laughs) Oh, my God. How weird is that? It's amazing, isn't it? But that is true. That is achieving your dreams right there. He obviously sat there at one point and said, one day I'm going to make the arguably the most famous bot in fiction. And damn. He did. He did. He really did. That is awesome. That is awesome stuff, yeah. That was great. Okay. I don't know whether we can top that, but moving on to Crazy Tokyo. This is Crazy Tokyo in the featherweight division. This armor plating is impenetrable to chainsaws and other pokey things. Where do you reckon they got their name from? Not their 
Not the flags that they have on them. It's designed to look like a pirate, but it's called Crazy Tokyo. It's... Is there an England flag on there as well? I'm pretty sure I know. It's, it's actually got literally a flag on a pole. I think that's. I think it's kind of looks flag. like a bumper car. It's flag. definitely not a Japanese flag. That's what oh, I noticed. I'm so confused by this name. Uh, Twelve miles per hour. Not the slowest bot. It's reasonable, but for this size, it's okay. I mean. Everything's going to be beaten out by demolishers 40 miles an hour. Everything's going to look slow compared to that. That's true. Um, notoriously unreliable robot. And uh, an interesting team, but we'll get to them when they actually start yeah. making comments. And uh, yeah. when we meet the team, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk mm-hmm. about the team a little bit more. It leaves us with the last robot. And finally, Vector of Armageddon. This is the Vector of Armageddon competing in the featherweight class. It's designed around a brute force design. The Lexan body armor on the front, high power torch for targeting purposes, and it's built on power. Now, that's a bot name. It is a bot name. It's based on an American robot called Wedge of Doom. <laughs> so he's kind of gone with the same theme. <laughs> that is awesome. Pretty funny, um, but at the end of the day... The bot itself is a very straightforward, practical bot. It's not even quite a wedge, is it? Because it's no. not going to be able to scoop under things. It's just a shape. It's really strange yeah. to describe it. It's just a shape that moves. It is a moves. shape that moves, which is actually just so practical. It's practical Can't thing. It. If, it could, if it has pushing power, then there's potential. But there's not much more to say about any of these robots. This is the thing with these robots in the first season, especially the ones that don't make much more appearances. And being featherweights, you know, they, they don't really compete anyway. It's kind of unfair. We know none of these are going to become the first grand champion God, of Robot no. Wars. Can yeah. you imagine that? With all a the big names up there, and then there's yeah. Crazy Tokyo, and it's just, a, like, it looks like a shoe. It's yeah. about the size of one, and the weight. This was more of a novelty lineup, really, wasn't it? Maybe they just sat there and thought, none of these bots have a chance in the heavyweight world. Let's just give them their own episode. That's pretty much what I was about to say. Yeah. Like, they, they just happened to get enough robots. The exact amount of robots of this weight division, featherweight, to make an episode out of and thought, well, they're not going to stand a chance otherwise. There's no point in putting them in the other episodes because they'll just get destroyed immediately. So at least they get to show what they're made of. Exactly. But they should be in a competition for just this weight division. Yeah. Considering how big of a weight difference it really is as well compared to some of the other... We've got robots that are 80, 90 kilos, and these are between 3 and 12. It's... Literally like a baby versus an adult. I mean, it's, it, that's, that is the weight difference we're yep. talking about. It's, it's huge. It's Earth versus Jupiter. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter how, how good you think it is, it's not going to be it. Gauntlet! And Philippa Forrester is once again explaining the gauntlet. First of all, you have to exit the carousel, which isn't easy, even for me. And then it's decisions, decisions, decisions. Do you take the safe but rather slow route to my right, which involves a maze and some spikes, or the middle ramp route, which also has its ups and downs, or do you face Sergeant Bash complete flamethrower? Whatever you do, by the time you get to this end... You better watch out, because Matilda has the freedom to roam across the whole of the finish line. And her tail just happens to be a chainsaw, so you don't want to get on the wrong end of her. There's also the pendulum to look out for. But whatever route you decide to take, the worst performer is eliminated. And at this point, she could pretty much navigate it blindfolded herself. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I'm guessing they were anticipating different people tuning in each episode. Yeah. You've got to remember as well, no iPlayer, nothing like that. So if you missed episodes, you missed them. Yeah. So if... for a lot of people, each episode was going to be the first episode of the Robot potential Wars. potential to be the first seems. episode, yeah. 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 So you've got to go through everything. Uh, it's, I just tuned out this time around. I don't know if anything special happened because it's another long description of the gauntlet that we've torn apart ourselves many times yeah yeah it's no it's the exact same thing every time and the first contestant is cunning plan i haven't talked about uh the zero degrees turning circle we haven't talked about the zero degrees turning circle. it's so, pretty handy actually yeah, cunning plan can literally turn on the spot a common um place feature in future robots but at this point yeah, not really. You don't see it happen that much. Most of them don't have a zero turning circle at the moment, mm. so decent feature to have. Kind of just emphasises the fact that it is a solidly made standard bot. It's the blueprint of of a, of a robot. It's just that's it. It's it's the standard. It's good. A decent little run, eventful little run. Um, mm. I know the gauntlet is more of a gauntlet for these robots. Yeah, because things yeah. like the corkscrews are actually big and intimidating looking, and the springs you could actually get caught in, and the spikes are like oh taller than the robots, so yeah, you could get the, impaled. The heavyweights kind of just bumper car their way through it. The featherweights actually have to carefully navigate their way around the maze. They've got to dodge out. Exactly, they've got to genuinely be careful. And luckily, we've actually got a really good lineup of drivers for the most part. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. You so, mentioned so it. cunning plan just sort of navigates way around, avoids the house bots. Is the springs, like you say, are quite pivotal for pretty much all the bots. Never have they come into play before. I'm no, sure this is really. the first time where we've actually seen them as a genuine hazard. The bed springs. Yeah, a uh, good run. Takes a little bit of time, but it's, it doesn't seem like a big deal. It's it's a it is an actual obstacle course. You yeah, know, stopping, waiting for the corkscrew to. Go back into the wall before zooming past. Easy enough. Complete. Going to go through, because generally speaking, if you complete the gauntlet, you're going through. I don't think we've seen it go through to who finishes the fastest yet. Probably the first time I've actually enjoyed watching the gauntlet that much. Yeah, more enjoyable than it used to be. Yeah, this is definitely highlights actually how it is pretty cool bit of competition. Instead of just bumbling through it and then getting caught on the ramps or driving straight in the wrong direction. On to the next one. Crazy Tokyo! They are just a couple of GCSE students. Oh, Christ, they are. Yeah, um, they, it's a young team. The team notes that it has impenetrable armour. Hmm. Um, we're, not, we're not talking armour like armour that we see later in the new series or anything, you know. This is... What, what is it made of? I didn't really I don't take know. note. It's, it it's like not going to be, like, mithril or anything, is it? It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously just going to be the thickest thing they could find that could still be then supported by, by the motor robot. and wheels underneath, so... But really, they're just having fun, aren't they? They're just... Are they? They're talking. They're talking trash, surely. We'll see how much they're having fun later. But <laughs> they get stuck on the springs. And then Matilda gets stuck on the springs. Yeah. Why don't we all just get stuck on the springs? Yeah. Suddenly the springs are the... Suddenly I'm... Like, why aren't there, why aren't there giant oh, springs in the new city? Yeah. He's just I, everywhere. Because I think back in all of the heavyweights, and they just go into the springs, bounce off them, and then go round them. But now they're these big, towering, menacing spirals. <laughs> <laughs> all these poor featherweights are trying to navigate their way around but Matilda, springs of how death. Did Matilda get stuck on a spring. I guess her tusks. Yeah, she got, got her tusks caught. wedged in. Oh, but really, Matilda was proper trying to get involved. 
during the gauntlets. Yeah, but did you notice what happened to Matilda as well? Mm. She starts like smoking like really badly God. from the back. I don't understand how. Mm. She just got stuck on a spring. How does getting stuck on a spring mm. from the front, so in the tusks, cause thick black fog to excrete from Matilda's backside? Well, I mean, that is one blown motor. Unless the person yeah, trying to control Matilda was trying so desperately to get free that yeah, they, they blew yeah. something out and it just yeah. it just went. Post match interview. Uh, Jeremy yeah. Clarkson and he gives the like I said, he can be savage still. He oh, stands God, yeah. there and goes, Did you find that in a dustbin? Well to be fair, it's just a green thing with a lot of things stuck to it. Yeah. I kind of yeah. agree with Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> I can here. see where he's coming from. But man, they react just like teenagers. They're not impressed. Whatever. It's basically their answer to everything. Which is fair, because that's probably how I'd speak to Jeremy Clarkson. (laughs) Yeah, even now. (laughs) Satan. Satan. I can't get my head around the name. I know it's Satan, Satan, Arnold. Is the guy's name Arnold? I didn't take note of that. No. Um, Yeah, I don't really get it either. I'm sure there's... A meaning behind the way it's spelled and said. Mm. Sat on. But, oh well. So, let's talk about the run, though. Um, So, this little piggy just pegs it past Matilda. Done. All the way home. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Nailed it. There's not much more to say. That's there about... is nothing to say. Totally nailed it. Pretty much the perfect run. Your description of it there, I'm pretty sure, was longer than what we saw of the run. Yeah. House Robot Route, actually probably a pretty good route for these ones to go through because they're so small and the House Robot Route is essentially just a big open space with house robots in it. Yeah. So if they can weave through, it's it's great for them. But completes, nice and easy. Let's talk about Demolisher. Let's talk about Demolisher. What does Demolisher do? Demolisher just runs like hell and goes for it. Similar to Saturn, really. Yeah. I know it, that Demolisher kind of looks like... A prototype unpainted Batmobile remote control. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Really tiny. Really small. Tiny, tiny like bot. could hold, not in your hands, but about as big as a remote control car. Yeah. But this is the weirdest thing. That was by far the quickest we've seen out of all of these. Yeah. But apparently it wasn't as quick as Cunning Plan. It's the third quickest. I, I, I think they mistimed it. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, but that would be ridiculous. You're telling me... That they saw what we saw, and somehow they mistimed it, and everyone was like, yeah, must be that, because the timer said so. You're right, it's a conspiracy theory. I was going to say, the way it's cut, I'm guessing Demolisher maybe struggled at the start a little bit, and they cut that out. Maybe it didn't get off the podium. The first thing we see of Demolisher when it gets introduced to us is it immediately launches out of the arena with its speed and difficult-to-controlness. Mm. I need a word for that. I'm thinking they were having troubles controlling it for a little while, and then they got the big run-through, and they just cut the bit from the start. Because the problem is, a lot of it gets cut because it's such a quick show of such a short time frame anyway. So I'm guessing they cut a lot of these down. Yeah. I guess I won't get my tinfoil hat out just yet, then. That was pretty concise. <laughs> I'm thinking that's what happened. That's probably what happened. Still, straight past the house spots. Yep, nice and easy for them. Bugs! What bugs. did Bugs do? Bugs crashed, and then Bugs tried to pick a fight with Matilda. Yeah, an upside-down vacuum cleaner, painted like a ladybird, picked a fight with Matilda. 
Guess who won? I'm going to take a swing here and say the prehistoric death machine. The Bugs team say their machine is agile and fast, but they seem to struggle to control it, and they spend their entire time after just sort of brushing by Matilda, spinning on the spot. It it looks like one of their wheels isn't going. The result is them just spinning in one place. Do you think the um the big tube sticking off the top, do you reckon that has a practical purpose? I think that they just kept it there for aesthetics. It's just part of the vacuum cleaner. That sucks. I was hoping it would be like an exhaust and every now and again smoke would come puffing out of it. <laughs> that like that <laughs> that'd have been amazing. Exhaust. Like it's petrol driven. <laughs> like, well, how much could you even fit in that? But that'd be amazing. <laughs> it's a bit odd. Oh, it'd be great if there was like a little camera in there and they they used virtual reality to View. To pilot it. <laughs> to pilot their robot. Man, wouldn't that be the future, though? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, you think with the Oculus Rift coming out? I mean, yeah. Until the camera on it gets destroyed. Yeah. Or, or, or the view gets blocked because there's bits in the way of it. Yeah, that's fair. Would be cool, though. It'd be awesome, yeah. All right. Next vector. Of Armageddon. Oh, do we have to say that every time? That's such a long name. Every time. Every, come on. How long does it last? <laughs> okay. Like we're going to be it saying gets... Vector of Armageddon for the remainder of the it, show. It, it does about eight and a half metres. Uh, the first ramp, it goes ramp route, which was quite a strange choice. A bit mm-hmm. brave. Uh, first ramp, fine. And quite hesitant. And then waited a bit. Went on to the next ramp. Straight away stuck on it. Don't go on the ramps. The problem is, if you want to use the ramps, you've got to have a high clearance. You can't have a high clearance because you know you're going to be fighting a flipper at some point in the competition, or at least a wedge. The Going the ramp route is useless. You say that, there are a lot of high ground clearance robots here because they don't know they're going to be facing flippers and wedges because they don't. Exactly. a lot of them don't know much about robot combat. Well, but they Vector should have done their research. Does because he's inspired by a US um, Robot Wars hmm. machine. So he went for the low ground clearance because he was obviously already quite knowledgeable in the competition mm-hmm. and then got stuck on the second ramp. Yeah, went for the worst option for a low ground clearance robot. Not smart. So, oh well, mm, uh, he's out. Now. He's the one who goes out. He is out. He is the one that's out. That's eight and a half metres, I think. Eight and a half metres, you're yeah. right, yeah. Okay, so that is the gauntlet done. Backstage, uh, Philippa Forrest has just been great. And we get to see more random hammering. Yeah, my favourite. But your favourite guy as well. Yes, Oliver. Just gets the hammer out, just starts hammering away. Lightly tapping it, because yeah. you can tell he's not doesn't really want to do it that much. I think he's supposed supposed to be like ironing out dents, so to speak, getting out all the dents and straining it up. But no, it's kind of, it's why? Just a really weird segment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't make heads or tails of it. Um, we get footage from the 1995 UK Open of Robot Wars, not like a like a golf open. Yeah, it's Master versus Four, not that Four. No, not, not that, that four. four. A very different different four. four. A four that's very different four. Big, big blob four with strange sort of toothy blade thing. Yeah, like two bread knives yeah. stuck together. But Master completely slays him. Yeah, Master's uh, two wheels and a saw, and back then that's all you needed, really. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it looks very brutal and gritty. It's a very sudden shift from the. Uh, you know, the very theatrical staging that they're using to cut to this, what appears to be underground robot war circuit. That's what it looks like as well. It's, yeah. all, it's dark and there's just like sort of spotlights on the robots and that's it. 
and you can't really you see like clips of the people and they all look like they shouldn't be there and they're like screaming for blood yeah. <laughs> it's illegal street robot wars oh uh, it's yeah. great the thing with it is it, it shows that the americans were a lot more experienced than yeah. the british yeah. at this point and also there's probably actually a quite a laxed amount of rules maybe like weight limit <laughs> weight limit keep it reasonable lads and uh let's have a good time <laughs> yeah it was cool it was cool it was well we didn't see much of it jo- the only thing that was out of place with this was Jonathan Pierce's um, suddenly commentating, commentating on it as if he was there, as if he was there and it was happening, and just screaming it this huge enthusiasm for this fight that had clearly been heavily cut as well. That was weird. It was really odd. It was fun to see something different, and they knew this was the right episode to put this in because we weren't going to see a lot of destruction or yeah. interesting things. Of nothing. Do any of the we- um? Sorry, do any of the robots actually have a? functioning weapon in this yeah that's true there's a couple of spikes and that's it i think this whole they're not eight. yeah uh featherweights less weapons more just agility i guess that's the idea yeah okay so then we move on to trial now for some motor racing where pit stops are banned but ramming is actively encouraged it's a sport that could have been designed specifically for michael schumacher Now, the grid positions for our five remaining robots were decided after studying their form in the gauntlet. It's a three-lap race around this figure-of-eight course, and the one that crosses the line last or covers the least distance is eliminated. Unless, of course, they were sensible enough to give the government a million pounds. This bit was weird because the audience were very quiet for trial. Are you thinking maybe they weren't there for it? Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> you really might be right, actually. Uh, this time, it's a race. Yeah, it's a race. It's a three-lap figure-of-eight racetrack. I suppose it's fitting, because these are the robots that are most similar to remote-control racing cars. Yeah. You could see, like, Jeremy Clarkson watching it and, like, thinking, oh, man, I wish I could just get in a car, drive. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC. yeah instead he has to watch from a distance as tiny cars (laughs) tiny tiny cars go around their it's so chaotic as well it really it's It's as confusing and weird as you can imagine yeah it's like a bunch of toddlers in a playpen walking aimlessly around and just falling over and bumping into things it's really mm, it's not much of a race it's definitely not a race I can't even keep track of it. At the beginning, I was like, oh, Demolisher's been flipped. What? And then almost later, it's... He's not. Oh, there's Demolisher overtaking. How is he overtaking? He's flipped. Oh, there's Demolisher. He's been flipped. He was already flipped. What's happening? <laughs> Demolisher was do- the only one actually doing anything, to be honest. Yeah. The only one actually following the figure of a lap around. Yeah. Before he flips himself on a corner. The others are just sort of... Like rotating on the spot, going up the walls, going backwards. It's complete chaos. It's terrible. It all leads up to Tokyo Crazy going out. They blamed whoever was using the same frequency as them on their controller. Hmm. What do you reckon? if If that was the case, surely someone else would have suffered as well, because Crazy Tokyo would have had the same frequency. That's true, but there is there does seem to be a lot of struggling in this race. Is there a chance that bear in mind how well 
drove all of these bots were in the gauntlet. Now that they're in trial and they're all running at the same time, nobody apart from, say, two can actually go anywhere. Yeah, is frequency an issue? Maybe it is. Maybe it uh, is for them. See. It could be. It's, it's, yeah. it's possible, but I don't really think Crazy Tokyo would have gone far anyway. Like I said, it's a notorious bot for being unreliable. Apparently it blew out three batteries. Wow. Yeah, in in their time there. One of them was one of the batteries was lent to them by another competitor as well. So it's not like this robot was known for working well in the first place. Mm. So it eh, sounds like excuses. The best part of the whole thing was um, Shunt had a race flag instead of an axe. Yeah, I noticed and that. Went, and, and he actually waved it at the end. Waved yeah. it at the end. I like that the idea. Cool. And de- Dead Metal, was it Dead Metal on there as well? Was it Matilda? One just just sort of standing on one of the podium. Just bits. spinning yeah. around. Just spinning around. I like the idea that <laughs> the house robots are just playing characters when they're in when they're being bad guys, but they're also like officials. They're, they're officiating the matches and stuff. They really were in that, they weren't were they? They were referees in this and they yeah. weren't bad guys. Yeah. It was weird. And once again, it was just a very strange trial. It was a really strange yeah. trial. I don't like the trials. None of them work. You can tell yeah. no robots built for any of this. A racing robot no. isn't going to be entered into a fighting competition. A fighting comp- robot isn't going to do well in a race. Yeah. Why is there a race? And I mean, can you imagine saying, "Oh, I, I built the best robot. I know it was the best robot. It should have gone far, but I wasn't the fighting champion because I lost a race." It's not right, is it? Because now they're having to design bots to navigate races and mazes and football matches. They really should have one single purpose, and that's to fight each other to the death. Yeah. Imagine if in the Olympics, before the boxing started, they made the heavyweight boxers run a race and have to win to, in order to qualify to box. They have to do gymnastics yeah, before, before they get in the ring. Before they have they to do box. a floor performance first. Yeah. And, and then they're allowed win. in. Yeah. And they Else have to win. Out. Yeah, otherwise they're out of the boxing. This is the problem, isn't it? And this is the problem with trial in general. Because also... None of them are clearly could get prepared for what the trial was. It was obviously a surprise on the day, I'm guessing. Yeah, luck None of the draw, really, yeah. as to what you got for the yeah. trial. So Tokyo Crazy is out backstage talking to the Demolisher team, and they're like, well, maybe Demolisher's a bit too quick. You think Demolisher's too quick? 40 miles per hour? <laughs> on this little tiny thing? Little tiny bot going faster than a car? Hmm. Probably best to slow it down. It could literally go out of the like range, your range of sight. Yeah, your your eyesight is yeah. It just goes. It's so quick. It could just go down the road and just gone go. into the distance and never be seen again. You're not trying to travel through time. You're trying to fight other bots. I don't know. Maybe having a race was a good idea for this bot. Not for that bot. Yeah. Because that bot's a racing robot, not a combat <laughs> robot. Unfortunately, we're getting ever closer to the combat bit. Yes, well, we get some more clips from um, other robot wars, this time a USA robot wars. Some more archive footage, 97, American robot wars, San Francisco, the birthplace of robot wars, apparently. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. All it did was make me kind of jealous, because... Oh, it seems like in 1997, they've got a lot more going on yeah. than we have 
you, yeah, it's literally all hell's breaking loose. Every bot's got a weapon. Bits of them are flying everywhere. It's it's closer to what we're seeing nowadays yeah. from bots. Do you know what I mean? And it's awkward because they've decided to splice this into the Featherweight episode. So everyone's sitting there going, man, sure wish we got America Robot Wars. That's a great point. If this was the first episode you tuned into, you'd be like, where's this? Why am I, why am I watching yeah. all these little robots run into each other barely mm. and like just not working half the time? When there's all this crazy stuff going on in America, and the clip they show us is like 20 seconds long. It's just absolute madness. Exactly. There's but a full body spinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it. Going nuts. And there's a. Is, push this the, is this the archive bit where there is a saw that gets disconnected and starts to ride away? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <this laughs> God knows where it came from, but this massive saw <laughs> is just. Going along on its own, just to disconnected where it from its, its plot, and then just starts traveling away. This planet needs it. It's just gone. I think. I think the cool thing was just having this archive footage in, regardless of whether it was the right episode or not. It was just cool to have it in, That's and great it gave it gave Robot Wars more of like a. Um, I, I hate to use the word mythology, but it just it, all of a sudden it had this. There was this whole world of robot fighting that a lot of the viewers probably weren't aware of, and they probably thought maybe this is just a gimmick show but actually it is covering what could be considered a genuine sport what should be considered a genuine sport it just gave it a lot a better standing do you know what i mean it gave some like genuine it's almost like they were saying it is good look really it is <laughs> like don't let this form your opinion yeah, the, this is it it's actually all fairly of this good. authenticity that came from it it was yeah I liked having it in there. Like you say, probably a bad time to chuck it in the episode, but it was cool to see. More of that. I'd like more of that. Uh, We go backstage again, and this is my favourite part of the entire episode. I think I know what you're talking about. It's that pre-match interview, isn't it? It's that pre-match interview with Oliver. You're on your way to your arena with cunning plan. I have something to ask you. You met C-3PO and R2-D2. Did they inspire you? No. He's very nervous. It must have inspired you a little bit. And uh, Philippa Forrester just uh, walks alongside him for a bit. As, uh, so uh, you actually met C-3PO and R2-D2. Did they inspire you in any way at all? And quite nonchalant, he just goes... No. And then just keeps walking <laughs> and leaves her just standing there with a jaw open. <laughs> I like the way he's he kind of like glances over like, why'd you ask that anyway? Yeah. Just keeps going back to his But just with a knowing boring. smile and just No. 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 <laughs> and then just walks off. Philip is like, Well they must have inspired you a little bit. <laughs> just yeah. shouts after him. Sure, it's such a nervous. good moment. Oh, it's yeah. funny. It's oh, funny it's stuff. Cool. I like to think that he knew he was being funny. Yeah, he's got, I don't know, he had like a knowing grin to his face, like he was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, this is going to really wind him up. <laughs> so I bet he's really good at just annoying people for his own entertainment. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. Oh dear, so that leads us to... Um, so Jeremy basically tells us the first half of this episode was crap. Oh yeah, what is his analogy? You've got a lovely cappuccino, but all the froth's gone, and now it's just pure wake-up juice. So what the the you know the first two challenges were just froth, were just frothy, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not mm. he's he's not he's not doing well. It's not how you present a show, is it? But he's kind of right because ultimately yeah, yeah, all true. we want to see is the fighting. Yeah, he's, yeah. I can't complain there. I guess you've got it right there. He, yeah, he's not wrong when he turns around no. and says this stuff. We get introduced to our judges again. Yeah, and what's the first judge? He is the only veteran of UK Robot Wars to compete in America. Only veteran of the US Robot Wars. Oh, I, I okay. think it was. Yeah, but only yeah, yeah. The, yeah. only, the only robot warrior on the judges panel anyway, so... Yeah, so that's cool. And he, he proper looks like a veteran of the robot war circuit. <laughs> he's, got this, yeah. he's rocking this sweet long hair and he looks like he's been around the block a few times. It's kind of cool. And obviously we have Sharky. No Sharky. The man, the myth, the legend. The, the constant of robot wars. He really... I, I'd love to hear more of his opinion on stuff because at this point he's seen it all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. yeah. Seen it's everything. great to see him. It's great the fact that you can see him in the first series and then you can go all the way to the latest series and he's right there still supporting. He had to him. sit through Crazy the Tokyo. Crazy Tokyo. Satan yeah. and Demolisher. Weird, isn't it? And also we've got Jeremy Clarkson's favourite judge, Sinclair C five. Sinclair C five man. Oh yeah. Mr. Sinclair C five. To yep. you and me. That is Jeremy Clarkson's favourite part of the episode. Half of every show is just saying, Sinclair C5. Or is it the f- man who went the fastest in a Sinclair C5? Set the land speed sake? record land in speed a Sinclair, record Sinclair C5. C5. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so it's Cunning Plan versus Bugs. Bit of a slow start. <sighs> I mean, yeah, these. this is the problem here, is... We were hoping to get to the fighting because the fighting's the good stuff. But with these robots, mm. yeah, <laughs> maybe actually the maybe the gauntlet was the good bit. Yeah, maybe that's weird, isn't it? This this episode is more of a so bad it's good kind of. Well, experience. it focuses more on agility and control and speed than being able to take bumps and bruises and to have weapons that function and are dangerous. So. Really, when it comes down to the arena, they've got to out-control and manoeuvre each other. I mean, let's do, let's very quickly go through this match, because there's not a lot to say. Uh, Bugs ends up on the grill. They go, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the match. I don't, I don't know spot. where else to... Yeah, and it, then he spins... And the Cunning Plan just has to... Um, dead Metal gets stuck in a bit, and Cunning Plan is through. Now, I think Dead Metal was trying to free Bugs, because I've noticed this a lot, in this um, 1998 first season. Yeah. Whenever something's going on, whenever it seems like someone's stuck or immobilised early, mm-hmm. a house robot comes over and just nudges yeah. them, pretending to attack. Gives them the opportunity to escape. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't really what they're there for. And doesn't it's really work. Of, it yeah. feels like production controlling the outcome of the matches as opposed to to letting it happen. Yeah. At the end of the day, Bugs drove onto the grill. Is it the b- best way to go? Do you, you know, you're going to feel stupid. Because the grill is kind of quiet as well. Not a lot happens on it. You just get your wheels caught in it. Now, backstage, they blame a change of wheel. Yeah, was it they changed the wheel? Is it to one that doesn't um, move as fluidly as the one they had before? Is it because they're worried about their, like, sonic... Boom speed 
I don't think so. Yeah, because that's what that big <laughs> tube is on top of it. It's when they go into like hyperdrive mode and just out of there. You have to think this thing, what, like four miles per hour itself onto that grill and then just stayed there. <laughs> Cutting Whoops. plan just watched. That was uh, it. Yeah, that didn't work out, did it? Well, cutting plan going through. That's mm-hmm. the last we'll see of Bugs, shockingly. Yep. Next match. Satan versus Demolisher. Man, the house bots, talk about going out of your zone much. They pretty much just wandered straight across the arena at this point. I'm wondering whether they were favouring Demolisher because of the kid a bit. Mm, yeah maybe because there's a well i say that the two robots bump into each other a little bit mm-hmm. then satan just kind of stops and that's yeah. it just he just stops and demolisher runs around matilda comes in yeah and soars almost halfway into satan just completely goes straight in it's the best use we've seen of the chainsaw probably best use we ever will see of it to be honest it actually genuinely goes through like a knife and butter. It's brilliant. It, I have not seen such a clear cut by it. It feels Perfect. like the house robots were made with the intention of fighting this size robot. Yeah. Not robots their own size. Yeah. Which is why the newer series, they work a little better because they're huge. Because they're the size of a small car now. Yeah. Okay. So well, there's not a lot left to say about that match. Demolisher goes through. Backstage, Demolisher team, as they cart their bot back, they get a nice round of applause. They get a huge cheer. It's nice. It's nice. Because that's the uh, roboteering community coming together. They all seem very friendly to each other. Yeah, I like that. I like the camaraderie. Is that the word? Camaraderie, yeah. Camaraderie backstage. They just, you know, the cheering as the bots come back and the helping each other fix them. And, you know, the, the atmosphere in the pit always seems really awesome. That's nice. It's a nice memory for that kid as well, given what's going to happen next. Yep, we're on to the final of this heat. Cunning Plan versus Demolisher. So what happens is, three, two, one, activate. Cunning Plan smashes right through Demolisher. Demolisher flies straight on the back. They have to call it. There's no way it's getting back onto its front again. 14 seconds. 14 seconds. At the time, the fastest uh, match in history. Eventually would take the number six spot. So That's still pretty impressive. Always a fast match, basically. Yeah. Um, Oliver, when he when he gets the win, that genuine, like, cheer he does. It's just... Heartless. It's it so heartless. cold and he heartless. He's uh... so happy about smashing this bot. He drove right through it. It was the design. It was the shape. Do you know what I mean? It just went under and flipped it right up in the air. Huge grin, fist into the air. Yeah. He's absolutely loving it. Probably should have been a little more humble considering he just crushed a 10-year-old's dreams. He could have just smiled and nodded. Yeah, it was a bit harsh, (laughs) wasn't it? A bit harsh. Yeah. The audience are not happy either. They're booing. Yeah. And you think he realises when he goes to the post-match interview and he's like, sorry. (laughs) And everyone's kind of like, uh. <laughs> it's all a little bit awkward. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, records have been made and broken. It's weird. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's quite a strange episode. It was a really strange episode. Yeah. We get another bit of um, House Robots pretending to hurt 
Yeah, Sergeant Bash just sort of nudged it a couple of times while shooting its flamethrower that was never going to hit anything. Mm-hmm. It was just for show. They need to have it aiming downwards if it's going to hit a bot. I think the point was that they weren't actually ever going to destroy the 10-year-old kid's little robot. No. And they were just doing it for show. Yeah. So it would come out looking just fine. Good point. Good point. At the end of the day, this is the best result because being flipped over, at least his robot wasn't mangled. It didn't yeah. come down to house robots like coming down him and like destroying it. God slowly. no. God no. Um and so how does this <laughs> this episode end? Um well backstage the kid is understandably upset. He takes the loss better than I would. <laughs> but um yeah, I think it, it's quite sad really, because you can see Philippa Forrester get quite upset interviewing him. Or is she Secretly thinking, this is quite good television. <laughs> she is secretly thinking, this is quite good television. She just keeps Aww. asking them the questions, and he gets a little more teary-eyed each time. They end this episode with a sad child crying. And Philippa what going, oh What? Is that what Robot Wars is about? Dang. Sad, crying children? No. I it mean... should have been more of a, oh, good sport, he made it all the way to the final of a thing. Let's have a big cheer for Demolisher and everyone would have gone way and cheered him up. Instead, it was just sad and quiet. You've lost. Yeah, he I needed, know, I'm really sad. He needed mm. a Philippa Forrester hug. That would have been the prime opportunity. He needed anything but what he got. Yeah. Poor kid was basically reminded that he lost, asked what he felt, which shockingly was sadness, and then just left to cry. Well, he said he was going to come back next year. Well, I, I'll, I'll give you... The story you want to hear. Okay, go on. In series two, yep. there is an unaired featherweight competition which yep. Demolisher wins. Hey, in your face, cunning plan. Yep. Nailed it. That's awesome. And also, that must have made that kid's day. Yeah, that would have been great. Awesome. That must have been brilliant. Well done. Obviously not a child anymore, but wherever you are... <laughs> Yeah, we're fully grown man. Who... Fully, yeah, yeah, fully grown man. This was eighteen years ago, so he's now like twenty eight. So twenty eight year old man. Well done. Yeah. That is awesome. That's so cool. I like happy endings. I think all episodes should have happy endings. They should have done it as like a postscript for all of the episodes uploaded, just so that people didn't watch them online and then get a bit sad afterwards. Yeah, but they didn't know this. They didn't know he was going to win next year's. Well, they did. Unaired. They did when they uploaded it onto the internet. I don't think it's, it's been officially uploaded onto the internet. That's why it's such bad quality that we're well, watching. I don't know. It was know. just some bloke um, putting his rips up on YouTube. Thank you, rip bloke. Rip bloke. <laughs> Whilst we're on the subject. Okay. Um, how many Philippa Foresters are you going to give that out of five? I'm giving this episode two crying children out of five. That is it savage. Entertaining in a so bad it's good kind of way. Mm. But God, some of... I just don't know what to think of it. It's such an anomaly throughout this... It's almost like a non-episode. Like, it shouldn't have happened. Or it's almost like a a pilot episode. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't have been aired and they were just using basic stock little robots to show how the show would be, as opposed to an actual piece of the competition. Mm. Featherweights should have been their own thing if there was going to be weight divisions. I'm going to say two and a half because that was 
the best gauntlet we've seen so far. I'll give you that. It was mm. a more entertaining gauntlet than usual. The agility and control was brilliant for the most part of this episode. And the gauntlet actually looked imposing because everything in the gauntlet looked huge. So basically, the trick with the gauntlet for the other episodes is everything should have been made twice as big. Or three times or four times as big. That's true. Just That's true. Massive. In fact, it would have been pretty interesting if they just built a Pac-Man maze and had you have to get from one side to the other with the house bots running about like ghosts. That would have made a great trial. Yeah. It's a shame they didn't think that far ahead. They weren't so basic with the trials. Racing, football. Uh, what were the other ones? Um, oh, man. Yeah. Um, British Bulldog. British Bulldog. What, they, what were they calling it? Were they calling it that? Yeah, British Bulldogs. Yeah, British Bulldogs. Yeah. And there was another one. Yeah. What was the other one? Sumo. Sumo from the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably the most appropriate one because it actually involved fighting. Yeah, there was actual clashing of bots in that one, not chasing a football or anything else that's a bit weird. But obviously the problem is when you've got the featherweight division, the the clashing is a little bit rubbish when it actually comes to the combat. I mean, that last match, you know, that was brutal. That was a final If that was two heavyweights, they would have seconds. collided several times. But because they were the featherweights, all it took was one collision. Okay, so that was a good episode agree within reason and i cannot wait to watch the next one it's weird to think that a featherweight is going to be in the final yeah exactly like what are they going to do against yeah. roadblock for example which is essentially yeah. a much bigger wedge with a saw on the pack it's not great it's not, not like great. it's going to get under it and flip him over no that's not going to stand much of a chance against any of the others. Yeah. <laughs> Any of them. I cannot wait to sit down and review it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, only two episodes away. Only two episodes away. Not long. Excellent. Okay. You can follow us at Podcast Impact. Impact? Can you delete and erase that? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Because I'm pretty sure that's TNA's. No, it's not. I'm, I'm going to delete that. I'll delete him. You're going to make a Matt Hardy joke on me now, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Disappointment in <laughs> your like... eyes. <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast Activate. You can also eel, eel, eel mail. You can also eel, eel mail, mail us. <laughs> Sending just, eels. Just wedge an eel into an envelope, and if you put it in the post, You'll find its way to it us. will swim <laughs> through the British postal system to our doorstep. We won't be impressed, but, <laughs> but you can do oh, it. More eel mail again. I mean, I don't know what the legality is around sending eels out in the post, but you're free to attempt it. <laughs> you can email us as well. Activatepodcast at gmail.com. Brilliant. That's good. Uh, if you ask us a question, we will actually reply. Or if you say something nice to us, we'll probably say that out as well. Please remember to leave a rating and review on iTunes and on SoundCloud follow us and like us if you enjoyed it that is if you didn't then 